Hi, this is Donna Otto, and I am so happy you joined us. We are Modern Allmakers, and I want you to know that I did something I don't normally do. I listened to a show that we had done together, and I thought, oh, I think I should slow my pace down. So for today, I'm sure I'll be slower and go right back to my Zoom speed. I was Zooming before Zoom was Zooming, and I tried to be considerate of the pace of which I do these times together with you, Ah, but I always feel like I have so many things to say, and I want to get them all in. Thank you from the depths of our heart to the board and staff are very aware of how gracious and kind you have been to us these last months. Thank you, you first-time donors. Um, we are genuinely always surprised, but always grateful. And the Lord knows what we need, and he sends people to provide it. So thank you. Thank you for the orders you're placing. The red plates are here. I think I told you that. But they're here. They won't last for long. So if you want one or two, Christmas is coming, weddings are coming, let us know. We have a small box of books that we're going to give to the first people who write us and say, I love Emily Barnes. All you have to do is say, I love Emily Barnes. Be sure you leave your hard address and we'll send you a book. Harvest House Publisher, who was Emily's and my publisher for years, gave us a box of books to give away in honor of Emily. So it'll come to your door if you want it. We've been talking in preparation for a series that we are beginning, and that series is having to do with my making my friends your friends, for the graciousness of which you extended your friends to me. That is now completed, and the books are gone. I don't know. I might have one or two stray ones if you missed out. Please do it. I'd hate to have someone miss an opportunity just because of the pandemic and slowness. Thank you for your kind and quick remarks about my dear friend Emily. And yes, I'm so glad you loved Emily Barnes. I can't tell you how many people wrote and said, I love Emily Barnes, and these are the other women who influenced me. And a couple of them wrote and said, I love Emily Barnes. And then in the PS or at the end of the note, oh, and I love Donna Otto too. I'm so grateful that you love me, but you don't have to say that. I know you do. I talked to Emily's husband and her daughter and son on Monday and she has the finest son. Uh, he is just a lovely, devoted man, and he is so grateful for those of you who remember his mother and are grateful. There's a little surprise coming for a few of you, so when you open your package, just be surprised. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's only for those who are writing and saying, I love Emily Barnes, and you're getting a free book and a surprise. So today I want to talk about the friend of God and what does that mean and who is referred to as the friend of God? Abraham. Abraham was referred to three times as the friend of God. The first time King Jehoshaphat refers to Abraham praying and asking for God's help by calling on your friend. Oh. That touches me so much. Who do you call on first? How many of us have been asked the question, who is your middle of the night friend? Who would you call in the middle of the night? 
who's your bosom buddy? We talk around here about covenant friendships, and we're going to be talking about friends, and you're going to meet my friends, all of them very different, wild and wonderful, from all places around the country. But who is your first friend? Who do you call first? Do you believe the truth of the fact that God is your friend and as Abraham is accused of, really it's an accusation by King Jehoshaphat, you're going to go out to your friend and ask for his help. Oh, I'm deeply touched by that. I'm also deeply touched by a song which has been a part of my history since I was a teenager. I didn't understand the words of it, but I, I don't know why. I think the word friend and friendship has always been evoked a very important place in my life. And these are the few lyrics to it. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? You betcha. Is there trouble anywhere, anywhere or everywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who with all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's the middle of the night friend. He's the 24-7 friend. He is the friend for life. And he is always there, always wooing us and pursuing us and always ready to receive us. The second time Abraham is mentioned is in Isaiah 41.8 when uh, God speaks and says, These are the descendants of my good friend Abraham. Oh, that just this makes my heart sing that there was a human being, an Abraham, who God referred to as my good friend Abraham. And then the last one is um, in James, and of course James is in the New Testament, and um, what he has to say is sort of roundabout um, Abraham in verse chapter two, verse twenty-three. Thus the scripture was fulfilled that said, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Now, there are a lot of things I'd like to be called. I like when people observe me and ask me if I am a Christ one, a Christian one who follows Christ, or if I am a true believer. I like when people say nice things about my character. Um, I, I sort of made it in my head list, and there was quite a few things that I thought, if someone says that about me, or when someone ever says that about me, I, I feel a gladness for it. Um, I feel in some sense a word uh, that feels like a reward. Uh, you have heard me say, if you've been around at all, that I grew up in a home that did not certainly follow Christ, but it also did not follow good character. And so I was trained in the ways of bad character. And as a young adult, finding faith in God, having a meaningful first yes to God, I discovered that now I needed to learn what it was to have character. Character is who you are 
in the dark who you are in the night. And I began really a program that someone helped me walk through and lay down and decided which of the character traits that I thought were most important, the ones that I had to undo from the past and ones to add to. So when people say something about my character, I feel a sense of gladness because it's a reward because I know the determination I had, the perseverance I had to change my mindset. A woman wrote me recently and said, I have a very selfish two children. I want to know if you can help me with their selfishness. And I thought, oh my gosh, that, this is the broadest broad. And so I sat at my computer for I don't know how long before I finally said, well, this was something that someone helped me with. And it wasn't uh, theological. It wasn't, well, think of God and God's selfishness, selflessness, and how we should be that, died as selfish. I just thought, no, I wanted something practical, and it just kept coming to me. And I remember an older woman, I was in my late teens, 19 or 20, who said, if you want to be less selfish, then try to practice thinking the other person first. Just think about them. Just If you're cutting a piece of cake, think you're giving that piece of cake to someone else. If you're pouring a cup of coffee, think you're going to pour that cup of coffee for someone else. If there are two of you, that other one. If there are five of you, all four of them, and then yourself. It was so practical. I, can st I still remember it. Like I think, oh, it, when I make coffee in the morning at our house, and my husband and I have this very odd little way of making coffee, whoever gets there first makes it unless the other one's already up and had it, vice versa. But when I make the coffee, I always make David's cup first. And this woman reminded that to me, and it's, it's a habit. How do we begin? We begin by changing our habits. This friendship with Abraham was a part of God's ha habit, God and Abraham's habit. Friendships have been defined as having never to say, I'm sorry, blah, 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 besties, all the words that we use that are really significant, but not as significant as being called a friend of God. One thing we can all agree on, that a friend is the opposite of an enemy. And the fact is that Abraham was so intimate with God, he responds without fear or suspicion. Now, if you have not listened to the material I taught on being known, this is know the book in devotional ways, know the book in study ways, being known, and we used uh, Psalm 139. This is Abraham. He is not responding with fear or suspicion. He seems to make the statement without making it, I believe in God. I believe he's on my side. I believe I know that if I was the one sheep, he would come after me. Now let me say there are many things and people to be afraid of in this world, many. And I am sorry to say that they are, that number is growing, growing and growing. But there have always been people to be afraid of. I'm rereading The Back of the North Wind by um, George MacDonald, and there is Little Diamond who is afraid of certain characters because the older wise man has told him so. But may I tell you, of all the things we can be afraid of, God is not one of them. God is not one of them.
It also does not mean that we always feel, as my friend Emily would say, cozy bozy. The autos took cozy bozy right away as soon as Emily started using it. We would climb up in the bed wherever, whosever house we were at or hotel or wherever, and we'd pull up a comforter. We'd pull up a blanket, and she would say, come on, let's cozy bozy, cozy bozy. Well, cozy bozy is not the kind of thing that we want to refer to in God, except that when we become so close to him, that is what we feel. We feel, as my friend Sandy Wilson would say, that you're climbing into the lap of Abba, Abba Father, and you can do that, and you can do that in a warm and cozy bozy way. Proverbs 27:17 says that iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens the wits of another. An honest friend will tell some things you don't want to hear or maybe you've heard and you don't want to hear again. And yet this friendship helps us to hear it. Pain has a purpose. The scripture is very clear to tell us. Well meant are the wounds a friend inflicts. And so when God allows us to be engaged in a circumstance that we feel pain or sorrow or suffering, raise your hand if you've had any of those. I'm not saying you jump up and down and say happy clappy words because you have pain, but you acknowledge that your friendship with God and his being God and sovereign allows pain for a purpose. They are well-meant wounds to engage in our lives and allow us to be more like him. This verse really encourages me when I think of a friend, when I think of a husband, a child. I can also recognize that wounds are meant for healing, not to hurt, but to heal, to make us whole, to increase who God wants us to be and to be the woman or man that God is calling us to be. We are talking about friends. Friend of God was Abraham. We are talking about the word of God in being known and knowing the word of God. And we've been talking about the practical things of knowing the Bible, knowing how many books of the Bible there are and what the themes of the Bible. And we put up some assignments that are there and available for you on our website. Tomorrow when we are together, we're gonna to talk about not just knowing the Word of God, but using the Word of God in a way that I call devotional study. Devotional study. There are two kinds of study, and we're going to talk about those two kinds of study, one devotional reading and one study reading. Thank you for joining us. We're Modern Homemakers, and I'm Donna Otto. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of making God your friend.